and tribulations, life can get rough. And through the storm, we make it. Just put your trust in Him. No matter what you're going through, I know that I'll never leave you. You feel that you can't take no more. You may think you've seen it all. Thanks for listening to the Get Happy with Jay podcast. Please be sure to subscribe to the show so you can know when we upload a new episode. So far, we've been blessed to be able to give you a new show every week. And for the time being, that schedule will remain the same. Also, interact with us directly on our Facebook page and be sure to like us. Make the website a favorite destination as well. You can catch up on all past episodes and other content at GetHappyWithJay.com. Now, on to today's show. Something is seriously broken in this country. This past week, a radicalized individual made at least 14 assassination attempts against former presidents, members of Congress, and others who have been critical of the current administration. Our political discourse is more divisive than it has ever been. It has to change, and it begins with each and every one of us. Do you find that you have a low opinion of people who have a different political ideology? Are you becoming more suspicious and distrusting of someone from another racial group? Are you becoming argumentative with family and friends over certain political issues? You may be experiencing political stress. If so, you're not alone. According to a recent American Psychological Association, APA study on stress in America, 57% of Americans say that the current political climate is a significant source of stress in their lives. Three quarters of Americans felt at least one symptom of stress in the past month, with around one third of adults experiencing anxiety, irritability, or anger, or fatigue. In all honesty, it makes me a bit anxious to have to discuss this topic. However, this podcast is about wellness and finding happiness in our lives, and we address issues head on that can have a negative effect on our happiness journeys. A major happy blocker is the current political climate. We've touched on the topic a bit, but with the upcoming midterm election, I think it's worth revisiting. The increased stress and anxiety many Americans are feeling, it's alarming. What's even more alarming is how divided we have become as a nation. Relationships between family and friends have been damaged. How sad is that? The political discourse in our country is poisoning those relationships. Who would have thought we would see this day? The good news is that there is help for political stress. Not sure if your concerns have risen to the level of anxiety or stress? Well, some emotional symptoms may include the following. Anger, fear, helplessness, and even rage. Some physical symptoms can include sleep disruption, digestive issues, headaches, muscle tension, and a weakened immune system. Sounds serious, right? The good news again is that you can turn things around. We can one by one on an individual basis make positive change in how we view each other and make an effort to remember that we're all human beings and that we all have the right to choose our political affiliation. What can we do? First, we must do some self-evaluation. Where is the anger or anxiety coming from? When we break down what drives these feelings, many times it spurs from valid concerns about issues that affect 
affect our lives. For example, health care has been a divisive issue for many years, especially since the passing of the Affordable Care Act, popularly known as Obamacare. Do you have a fear of losing your health coverage? Perhaps you have personal feelings about immigration, another hotbed topic sure to cause some bad feelings no matter what side of the political aisle you fall. Are you or any of your family or friends immigrants? Do you fear that immigrants are threats to your safety or job security? Whatever you discover as the core issues that matter to you, the next step is to educate yourself about those issues. Do not get your facts from any one source. That's a great contributor to the confusion surrounding many of the issues we care about. Don't just watch or read news that gives you information from the point of view that you choose to espouse. Expand your knowledge base. You may find that you've been ill-informed. Once you discover what drives you and learn the facts, the real facts as in truth, then now it's time to develop a plan of action. You can make a difference. You can choose to be an activist, and that can take many forms. It can be as simple as writing your member of Congress or calling their office. You can peacefully protest. Join an organization that reflects your political position. If you have the means, you can make a financial donation to candidates that you align with. If you choose the activism route, please be sure to make sure it does not become excessive. It should not take up so much of your time that you find that you're isolating yourself from family and friends. And it does not take up an unhealthy amount of that time. All things in balance. Next up, maybe you need to give yourself a social media timeout or at least limit the amount of time you spend on those sites. When you're on sites such as Facebook, Twitter, etc., make note of the people and posts that you find disturbing. You can choose to unfollow those people or organizations. On Facebook in particular, if you do not want the person to know that you have unfollowed them, you can choose to hide their posts so that you do not have to see their content. You'll be amazed at how much more enjoyable your social media experience can be without all the negative vitriol. When you cut back on the time spent on the sites, just think of what you can do with that freed up time. There's nothing like a good old digital detox. As with social media, you may need to evaluate your news consumption. We are living in a constant 24-hour news cycle that can be overwhelming. It's okay to limit the amount of time you spend watching the news or checking the news feeds on your cell phone. It's also a good idea to get your news from a variety of different sources and not just one. I can honestly say I had a problem with not wanting to miss the breaking news on CNN. I was beginning to have a real case of FOMO. That stands for fear of missing out. I think that is something that many of you can relate to. You just have to know what's going on. You can't possibly risk missing one post, etc. I just discovered that I was experiencing some unhealthy emotional responses from Trump overload. If there are personal relationships that have been affected by your political disagreements, try and reach out to either men fences or at least get a better understanding of why they believe the way they do. Do not expect to change their mind, but just be open and listen. Or if you think that will only lead to more discord, reach out and avoid political topics altogether. If the conversation begins to take a turn in that direction, try and redirect the chat. Change the subject. If that doesn't work, find a way to end the interaction on a positive note. Unfortunately, you may find that with some people, the relationship is so toxic and unhealthy for your mental and spiritual well-being that you may have to cut them off. And that's okay, too. 
And this is a personal request for me. If you do nothing else that we've suggested in the podcast so far, please vote. We have a critical midterm election coming up in just days. One thing that I always want to try to do is vote early whenever possible. I voted last week, and let me tell you, it felt like a weight was lifted off. I was so glad to get it over with. A great thing about voting early is that you can find out if there are any issues with your voter registration. We've been hearing horror stories of attempts at voter suppression, intimidation, etc. By now, it's too late to vote early in many states, but just remember it for the next time. Trust me, 2020 will be here before you know it. Finally, after you vote, it would be a great time to redirect your energy to other aspects of your life that have been pushed aside to focus on politics. The midterm election very well may bring about post-election stress, especially if the results are not what you hoped for. Get ahead of the results and focus on yourself. In addition to the tips provided in this podcast, always remember that being physically active and having a healthy diet are always in order. If you find that after trying all these tips and you are still troubled, a great thing you can do for yourself is seek help from a therapist. Therapy could be one of the best gifts you can give yourself. Now, after my monologue, I actually have a guest today. Karen Wilson joins me again. As an activist yourself, Karen, you can definitely add value to this conversation. So how do you do it? How do you stay sane amidst the craziness of all this political mess? Well, you just have to go to the prayer closet. You really do. And just uh, just put Jesus first and and uh, and just decrease yourself. Because, yeah, if you allow these people to get in your in your head, get in your space and and basically steal your joy. That's then, what it is. Yeah. It's a joy killer. It's yeah, a happy it blocker and mm-hmm. a joy killer. Mm hmm then you've got nothing. So, and and that's what I get because this has been a week for me. And yeah, I've had to be in the, in the prayer closet daily. Yes. (laughs) That's why I say for me personally, I knew I had to like check myself on how much news Mm, I was consuming mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because it was like news overload. Mm -hmm. And then I felt like I had to like listen to everything because God forbid I miss some more craziness. And it became almost like an addiction Mm -hmm. that I just had to get up and hear the breaking news and the blah, blah, blah. Well, I have learned. And that's what it is. I said when when we were I said, I'll go on and say it. I'm a 70s, 80s kid. You had three networks Mm -hmm. and the news only came on at, you know, five thirty, six o'clock. That's it. Mm -hmm. Now, when it went to the 24 hour news cycle, Everybody, hours. everybody trying to one up somebody because like the other day I was like, OK, because I'm a former journalist, so I know how you do it. And I was like, if you don't have anything to say, then what are you doing on the air? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so they're like, oh, yeah, we have um, breaking a fire, but we have no idea, you know, if there's any casualties, how much damage is done, you know, more news at 10. OK, well, why did you even interrupt us if and you have nothing to say? I don't understand because the particular channel that I get most of my news from, everything is breaking Mm -hmm. news. And it kind of, when you see that with everything that's been going on the last two years, Mm -hmm. I just find that I would have like a physical response to that. Like, like I just brace myself, like my body tenses up, like, oh my goodness, there's breaking news. What has crazy 45 Well, you automatically come to attention. Yeah. Yeah. As soon yeah. as you hear the thing from Good Morning America or whatever, you're like, okay, what's up? And and then yeah, you're it's, like, is it a shooting? Yeah. Is it a bombing? Yeah. What's it is this it, time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's never anything. I said, why can't we have that for happy news? It's always something depressing. You <laughs> yeah. know, why couldn't you be like breaking? You know, we had, uh, you know, 10 African-American males that all got accepted to college or something, you know, cool <laughs> yeah. like that. You know, never anything like that, you know. Yeah, so <laughs> when you frame it that way, the media does have a responsibility in how things are covered. Absolutely. Yeah, and they really are the gatekeepers. Like it's up to them and like they set what the they cover. Yeah, they do. They set the narrative, like what they cover, what guests they have on, because it, it drives me crazy when I see people that are on and it's like, this is propaganda. Mm-hmm. You have these people on that you know they're going to lie. You know they're just spewing propaganda. Why bother to give them this platform? So, yeah, I had to paddle with things like that because mm-hmm. I tried to be, like, well-rounded and and hear the other side. Even if I don't agree with it, mm-hmm. at least kind of understand where it's coming from. You but, have to be open mm-hmm. to all opinions. Absolutely. And that's, that's, what our, that's what America was built on was freedom of speech, freedom of thought. And you can't, just because, uh, yeah, like you said, I don't agree with it, but that doesn't mean you don't have a voice and you can't say what you're saying, you mm-hmm. know? And be responsive and be like, okay, we'll disagree to disagree. You know, I'm definitely not behind that. But that doesn't mean they can't, you know, speak their truth. Yeah, and it doesn't mean that that person is evil. Mm -mm. Because that's where we're at now. Mm -hmm. If you do not believe the way I do, you're evil. And I I know I had to really struggle and sometimes... It's still a struggle to me that if you're a, a 45 supporter, in my mind, it's it's very difficult for me to not say that the person is a racist because I feel like well, if it talks like a duck, <laughs> acts like a duck, I'm pretty sure it is. OK, <laughs> but but at the same time, I know people in my life that have voted for him. And it's like I know they love me and I see how they react to other people of color. So, you know what I mean? It's like hard to resolve that within myself. So I keep having to tell myself everyone has a right to have their political ideology, whether I agree with it or not. And I try and separate that from the individual and just say, "Okay, I'm going to judge you by how you treat me. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Is that a good enough thing to do? Well, I don't know. It, it, it really, it, well, it's definitely a conversation starter. Let's say that. But to me, even though if they did vote for him, it's like they pick and choose when they they are acting like that. And they like you, but that doesn't mean they like everybody as a whole. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. And I've been thinking about that. Someone put yeah. this on uh, D.L. Hughley's uh, Instagram or he found it somewhere and it says as follows Trump is not a la carte you don't get to pick what you Mm -hmm. like about him like judges and tax cuts and pass on the hateful violent rhetoric Mm -hmm. if you support him and help maintain him in office Mm -hmm. you're supporting the whole package the hate the division and the stoking of violence I completely agree with that yeah I agree with that it's and you know it's like oh well can't be all or nothing but with him it is Either you're with me or you're with him. You can't be both. There's no there's no middle ground there. And and for him, and he always seems to turn it back as like he's the victim or... Well, like, that's because he's a narcissist. Absolutely. And I'm trying not to focus this episode on him. Okay, I'm <laughs> trying sorry. To, I know it's so know. hard not to. <laughs> trying to keep it positive. I know <laughs> it's yeah. a struggle. It's a struggle. It is. You know, on top of this MAGA bombing idiot, we just found out that there was 
a shooting at a synagogue. Mm. So, you know, it's it's, it's crazy. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm really fearful for this rhetoric. So the um, the goal of the podcast is how can we change things? We cannot expect it to come from quote unquote leadership. He's proven this past week that it's not going to happen. He's not going to grow to or rise to the occasion or what the position of president is. That's not going to happen. So the change is not going to come from him. It has to come from us. From us as a people. Yes. And I think we need to get back to basics as far as love thy neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what we say every week at, at, in the Decalogue at church, you know, mm-hmm. on these two, you know, love the Lord and then love the love your neighbor as thyself on these two commandments. And mm-hmm. so that's where it has to go. We have to come back to, you know, treating your neighbor as if it was your family, yes. you know. And um, I would just listen this morning. I listened to a radio um let's get to work and sometimes it's all about you know employment and different things but sometimes she suspends the platform and so this morning she was talking about this guy his name is Tim Jones and um, Good News Partners is out of Chicago and it and instead of saying that we help homeless people we help people who are in transition he's like they have scrubbed their whole Mm -hmm. um, platform website everything and they have taken the homelessness word out of that and he's like indignified Housing is what they're what they do, and they they have. That's important. It is because it is. when you change how you frame that, mm-hmm. you change how we visualize those Absolutely. people. Because when you hear the word homeless, you get this mind of this filthy, scrubby person mm-hmm. that's you know pushing a shopping cart full mm-hmm. of crap down the road, yeah. and not and that allows you to not look at their humanity, Correct. but just their circumstance. Yeah, that's that that was his whole thing, and so um, you know. So, yeah, you have to because they're but by the grace of God, we're all, you know, one paycheck away. You yeah, know? I know I've had some things happen to me and I've been very open about it. Um, you know, if it if I if I had lived in a bigger city, I probably would have ended up in a shelter, all the stuff that has happened to me. Mm-hmm. But because I am where I am, I know how to navigate the resources that was averted. Yes. But y- you know <clears throat> what I'm saying? So. So, yeah, you have to look at the, you have to look at your past. And then look at the future and not repeat the same mistakes that you made in the past. You see? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and and it's a collective. We got to get back to the village. You know, I I always talk about, you know, my upbringing. And I said and somebody's like, nobody knows who you're talking about. But I said, I thank God for Mrs. Gillette because she was always in that window. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And this was before the cell phone. Mm-hmm. And she was always watching after us. Or, you know, that whole block, everybody knew us. So she was kind of like the nosy neighbor. Yeah, she was the town nose. She was. (laughs) But it comes in handy when you're like protecting kids right yeah like you might be getting into some stuff and your parents have no idea but you got this you know the looky-loo that thankfully can tell them hey karen's getting into some stuff (laughs) you know time to tighten it up sure enough sure enough and and so you know we need to get back to that because with the with the the advantageousness of the internet and i'm i'm so glad we have our technology and everything but i think it has taken away the art of conversation yes the opportunity to meet someone who is not in your circle that you don't know. I mean, everybody's got their earbuds on. You don't even talk in the elevator to people anymore. Well, and I think one thing about the internet and social media too, that 
really instead of being kind of like the melting pot that it should and could be, mm-hmm. I think it makes people, uh, once again, as in, in real life, in mm-hmm. social media, mm-hmm. you gravitate towards like-minded mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And close yourself off to other people who are different. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, yeah, with that being said, yeah, you don't you don't have the opportunity because I always say, you know, strangers are just friends I haven't met yet. Once you meet me, you'll be a friend. Trust. Yeah. But you don't get that anymore because everybody is so into themselves, you yeah. know. And like I was saying earlier, I said, yeah, you don't have to you don't go to the grocery store anymore. You get everything ordered from Amazon. You know, you can just completely cut yourself off from people, which is not good. It is. You've got good. to have. Interaction. It's isolating it is. and it's mentally unhealthy. And that's why you get these lone wolves that go cuckoo crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. But then I also feel like we really need to have real talk conversation about um you know, gun control and and how about some background checks? How about some waiting periods? Not saying you're not going to get them, you know. But common sense initiatives like that, unfortunately, just keep getting blocked and blocked and blocked. That's why voting is so, so important. important. Yeah, it all comes back to that. Yes, all absolutely. Comes back to, we have to go to the polls November 6th like our lives depend on it because it literally does. Yeah. When, who's, who's next? You know, are you going to be able to go to the, uh, the gas station? You can't go to church. You can't go to school. You yeah. can't go to the movie theater. You can't even go to the mall. When I think about how our democracy has eroded just in two years, mm. mm-hmm. can you imagine <clears throat> after four years what it's going to be? I don't even want to look. God forbid after eight. And let me say now, we're not telling you who to vote for. I just want you to make a thoughtful decision. Informed decision. And yes, informed decision. Know the issues that you care about mm-hmm. and get the facts about them. Make an informed decision. And really, is there going to be another opportunity to make any changes? I think with any president, there should be a check and a balance. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is our only opportunity because the Senate, uh, do they get six years? Isn't it six years six. for Senate? Six. How is How long is it for House? Is it four for House? Two. Is it just two? I think so. Okay. Well, um, I don't know how many seats will be open in 2020. Really? In yeah, 2020? I think, I think so. I, there was, I, I've, uh, I don't want to get to lying. But I remember seeing uh, uh, um, something on Facebook that showed all these. Uh, it was like November 6th. It'll be like 103 seats, um, six governorships, plus uh, um, something else that we that we have control to change. Yeah. Yeah. And but uh, in 2020, what? 2020, I think it'll just be the presidential. And uh, see, that's what I'm yeah. saying. If we don't mm. get an opportunity now to We're gonna be possibly make. Mm-hmm. Some kind of check and balance. We're going to be locked in, and God knows what could happen. Yeah, and then I, all these... it just feels like we're leading possibly to a dictatorship. Absolutely, because look at what he's doing with the Supreme Court. Him putting that the Yahoo up in there, and then I just saw the other day where um, not as yeah. Cause I thought Sandra Day O'Connor already stepped off. Well, but... she did. She um, she like resigned okay. retired years well, ago somebody else i i want to maybe it's ruth bader ginsburg and maybe i don't know i have to fact i check. pray her strength in the yes, lord girl, daily oh, mm. <laughs> they but, better they better prop her up like weekend yeah. at bernie's <laughs> something, <laughs> something happens to rbg yeah, like, i'm here for this <laughs> yes. they here's be my like, vote and she's sitting up there with the glasses <laughs> yeah. on there's my vote yes <laughs> 
Yes, we've got to keep her going one yeah. way or the Ooh. other. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that was something old. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go back and look at that. Fact check it. Fact check yeah, everything fact you see. Fact check everything. Fact check everything you see Don't on Facebook. Don't even take what we say for granted. That's right. Just, look it up. Look yeah. it up. Yes, please. Yeah. But um, I want to talk about you personally. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I said earlier in my monologue that can kind of help people like rein it in and and give you a little bit of focus is to become an an activist. Absolutely. And you are an activist, one of the most vocal and and (laughs) well-known here in the Peoria area. But how do you find the balance between being an activist and like keeping it together and not going too far? Yeah, sometimes definitely think before you speak, think before you act and weigh all, you know, look at the complete big picture and and how your opinion or um, actions impact others. Because it Mm -hmm. isn't when you are an activist, you have to think of the collective. It isn't always about you. And and sometimes the um, one of the greatest lessons that I learned from my mother is you don't do stuff for accolades you do things because it's the right thing to do and sometimes the right thing to do is not popular opinion and sometimes you got to go it alone and go against the grain go against Mm -hmm. the grain so so definitely be comfortable in your skin be comfortable that you might be the one-man bandwagon and might be unpopular uh uh, opinions and and always you know just do what's right do what's righteous yeah you have to speak up for what's right Mm -hmm. even within a collective because it's so easy for a collective to turn left yeah and you can be the voice of reason that says, nope, yep. that's too far. Let's rein it in. Yeah. And, and as as the Bible says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Nor so, has seed begging bread. That's right. That's right. So <laughs> Church you, kids over amen, here. Amen. <laughs> AME for life. <laughs> so, yeah, you just have to keep that in the back of your mind and, and, and tread lightly because, yeah, everybody is watching. Yeah. And, um, you know, as the old sayings, you never say something that you wouldn't want repeated or shouldn't be in the newspaper and just go from there. So, and there's yeah. a lot of kitchen table talk. Now you can say stuff. Yeah. I have independent opinions, but that's kitchen table talk. so what else do you do to to keep your life balanced and whole and not just singularly focused well you have to have i call them mental health days and sometimes you just have Mm -hmm. to unplug yes and then that is a day unto self and yeah you know get off social media just yeah no meetings that day whatever whatever the case is you always have to have a break and uh, because everybody needs self-care, self-care is the best care. And sometimes you have to say no, you can't do it all. You know, learning how to say no is one of the most important lessons that you can implement into your life. Mm-hmm. Period. You mm-hmm. have to learn how to say no or you'll go crazy. Absolutely. That was a hard lesson for me to learn because I moved here from um, another community where we both grew mm-hmm. up. And when I moved here, um, the family that I had here in the city had a lot of problems and a lot of issues. Not that I didn't, definitely not putting myself on a pedestal, but it's like I was being pulled in a million directions. I was a new college student. I mean, I just had all these different things and I had to learn to say no, that it's okay for someone to to think you're the bad guy if you say no. Yeah, because at the end of the day, um, you know, you've got to keep a roof over your head. You've got to take care of yourself because if you, if your self isn't good, you're nothing to nobody anyway. And I always say you have to look at 
a situation this way. Like in the situation with me, I had a car and most of the people that were pulling at me didn't. I had to look at it like they survived before I got here. Some way. After you leave. Yeah. And if, Mm -hmm. (laughs) God forbid, drop dead, they'd be just fine. They would move on. Hopefully Mm -hmm. miss me. But they would keep it pushing. (laughs) They would keep it pushing. You Mm -hmm. have to remember that, that Mm -hmm. it's okay. We all have to learn how to be self-reliant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, because at the end of the day, you got to make it happen, man. You got to make it happen. So, yeah, just all, with all that, yeah, keep God first. Always think of others, but, you know, self first, too. And sometimes, it, you know, it's just like on the plane. They're like, you know, when the when the masks come down, put one on for yourself and then when put one on the baby, you know. What's the baby going to do if you don't know what's going on? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. If you passed out from <laughs> yeah, oxygen right. deprivation, yeah, because you put it on him, him first, so then they're going to be they're going to be lost anyway. So yeah. Well, let's go back and examine real quick again how we can um, be more accepting and understanding of people that believe and support ideologies that we do not. I kind of have to think of my own situation within the party that I affiliate with. I am, I'll just say it, I'm a conservative D. (laughs) I don't want to say what the D stands for. I'm trying to not say the D or the R in this episode. But I would consider myself a conservative D. Mm -hmm. And I have never been able to really be an R because I don't don't agree with their stand on social issues. Mm -hmm. But then again, there's a lot of issues within the D platform that I'm not cool with either. And I've had people, especially um, evangelicals, that say, how can you be a D because Ds support abortion and blah, blah, blah. But that goes to your beliefs. And sometimes you do have to cross party lines. And Mm -hmm. I've always done, I mean, yeah, I am am a registered. And, uh, you know, and sometimes that's a target on my back. Yeah. But when I get in that booth, I vote my interests or who I believe is going to um, work for me. So I'm and sometimes you got to have to sometimes, sometimes you got to go you, across the way. You, you do. get that. But then sometimes you are overlooking the things in your political party that you don't like. Mm-hmm. So I guess with that being said, the other side kind of does the same thing in a sense. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like some of what they stand for. I like the rest of it. I don't. But then what do you do? Well, that's in that case, that's when you can cherry pick what you like and what you don't like. That, yeah. Yeah. I think that's what we do, yeah. don't we? Yeah, I do. We choose to overlook the bad yeah. stuff or the stuff yeah. that we're like on the fence about. Like, I'm not really cool about if I that. Like, but you're strong on social issues. Right. <laughs> So, so if I like the person and what he's, you know, then I'll rock with them regardless of what they are. My thing is, as, as Pastor always said, no permanent enemies, no permanent friends, only permanent uh, interest. And so I vote mm-hmm. my interest, whether and, that falls on either this, side. Uh, during this election, um, I've done it before, but it's been a long time. I actually voted for a local position, a person running a candidate that was of the other party that I usually don't affiliate with. Mm-hmm. And I kind of felt good about that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I feel like an independent voter. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? and, and that, that's your power. It's yeah. your power to go in there and, and you know, vote how you feel. And if that, you know, I, 
I always, I never liked to um, vote in the primaries because you do have to declare your party. But when it gets to the general, oh, yeah, you go do whatever you want. Yeah, you cherry know, pick. Go mm-hmm. up and down. So, and that's my right. That's, yeah. that's what our, that's what democracy is. It's, it's the majority rules. And, and if it happens to be all over the map, oh, well. You know, that's that's why we have choice. What do you say about the argument that I hear from the black intellectual community, which sometimes they annoy the heck out of me, especially when they're always like against voting, which that drives me stupid, insane. Yeah. But I think sometimes they do make valid points in saying that there's a particular party that automatically expects that they're going to get our vote and they don't really work for it necessarily. Mm-hmm. But I think part of that is is our problem because I really don't see leadership within the black community. We don't have, we don't. If you don't have a leader, then where are you getting your platform from? Right. When making, you, getting together, making demands. Like, okay, yeah. if you want the majority, not that we're a monolith, but if you're expecting the majority of the black vote, then we expect XYZ. Yeah. Nobody's Make putting together the XYZ. No. The demands aren't being made. No, no, because you look at, uh, uh, which I said, you know, we're not that far removed from uh, the 60s movement. Not at all. And and so, and then we, and we've got the tapes. But you, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I mean, where where's our Martin? Where's our, we don't have that today in the 20th century. I, I follow, I do like, uh, um, Roland Martin, I feel like his, you know, but they tried to silence him and he's had to go digital. Yeah, he's he's doing his own thing. Yeah, he's doing his own thing. Yeah. And then and I like Sean King. I feel like he has a voice Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, and and a following, so to speak. But we don't have we don't really have a Martin. We don't really have a Malcolm X today. And it it makes us fight against each other. Yeah. I mean, I think we are the only minority group that is not. A cohesive no. unit. We you are not at, unified at all. Oh, my God. You look at, uh, I call them the others because I really don't know. Some of them are Egyptian, Middle Eastern, whatever. And they come over here and they got all the Dunkin' Donuts in the in the convenience store. Oh but uh, <laughs> Karen said that. <laughs> so anyway, but they, they, they stick together. They sure they do. Get a, they get their store and they send stuff back to the, to the homeland. And then they, they uh, save up enough money, bring everybody over here. Mm-hmm. We don't do that. Even, even the Mexicans. And they, they look out for one another. And they look out for one another. They hire each other. They, they hire. Each yeah, we don't do that. You get utmost. somebody, and they're they they get uh, stand on somebody's shoulders, and then once they get up there on the roof, they put a wall up there for the rest of the people. They they shut it down for anybody else, and yeah. they, and they don't they don't reach back. And I mean that's how I said all the people that came here in the you know 40s and 50s when when caterpillar was booming and uh you know they put in their 30 years or whatever you don't see them uh, handing it down the birthright no you don't. it's like me and mine are okay yep you they know don't spread it around. fend for yourself so, yes it's too bad and, for you and even within i think the entire diaspora of the black experience when you go outside the U.S., it is alarming to me. I've heard it and had these conversations myself with people of African descent from other countries who look down on American blacks mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. we're idiots, we're lazy. And they have unfortunately fed into the stereotypes. Yeah. Well, look at that. I don't know if you saw the um, I'm sure you've seen it on, on uh, Facebook, that little hellion that was on Dr. Phil the other day trying to act like she was white. 
I mean, complete self-hatred. And you know what I look like. And I was I was offended. I was like, yeah. why is she saying that? Karen is like super <laughs> white, yeah, as okay. white as you can get. <laughs> but I'm militant, girl. Yeah, I, but she, yeah, <laughs> she's militant. I have to tone her And I know my history, too. I will spit it. Spit it. <laughs> but um, anyway, I mean, that was complete self-hatred. Yeah. Hatred for her mother, hatred for herself. And mm-hmm. then she wasn't even correct in her in her statistics and whatever. And even Dr. Phil was like, well, you only say six things. He's like, boop, we're done with you, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that to me is just, yeah, that, that you know, the darker you are, you're inferior, uh, not smart. And he had a lady on there that was a life coach and she didn't want anything to do with her, mm-hmm. you know. So I was just like, and that she, I mean, that was like completely ingrained from like teeny tiny tot all yeah. the way up until today. Yeah, she was taught that. It just made mm-hmm. me think like this came from somewhere mm-hmm. where does come from. Yeah. But anyway, bringing it back in. I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) We so try not to go there, you guys. Once again, not telling anyone who to vote for. But this episode has really been about like doing a self check Mm -hmm. about our own attitudes, our own biases that we have and like getting that stuff together. Because we have to remember, I always say, first and foremost, I'm a child of God. Amen. But I'm also a part of the human Mm -hmm. existence, Mm -hmm. the human family. And that Mm -hmm. means people that don't look like me. Right. And and sometimes flesh gets in the way and you've got to be like, okay, I need this job. So please hold my mouth. (laughs) Let me hold my mouth. Yeah, yeah, I need to go in the bathroom. I just need to have a a pause. We need to step away because sometimes (laughs) they'll be like, ooh. If this was another time and space, you feelings will be hurt. Okay. <laughs> okay, bring it back. Bringing you back here today. We want to thank uh, Karen as always. You're just always a joy to hey, have man, on the show. Girl. Like yes. seriously, we thank have so Thank you for much having me. It's always a joy. And thank you for all of the listeners. I really hope that something we said will make you evaluate how politics are affecting your life. Let's all work to understand one another and bridge the great divides we are experiencing. And again, please vote. Your vote is your voice and and use it. Yes, Yes. it's your power and use it. So until next time, do something to make yourself happy. It's not selfish. It's self-care. Bye, guys. (laughs) Tell me.